On today's show, we talk about everything that happened this week in the Redskins camp, including Taylor Jacobs showing up for his voluntary workout in the offseason. Sean Taylor. Oh, yeah, Sean Taylor. <laughs> Derek Dockery has been re-signed. And we've added some backup to the offensive line. All this and a whole lot more. Harry Hog Football, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 how is it going? What's up, y'all? Aaron's got a little bit of a voice back. His, uh, his voice has been out. What, a good part of a week now. Something like that. Josh is in the studio today, so he's going to be the host. I'm going to be the chime-in dude because my voice <laughs> is still hurting. But I just had to point out on that intro that he was talking about Sean Taylor and not Taylor Jacobs. <laughs> we, we just thought it was funny, so we went ahead and left it. <laughs> anyway, speaking of um, Taylor Jacobs, hopefully he will not be on the team any longer. Hopefully he will be cut soon, although of course we haven't heard anything new about that, but really dudes, it's only a matter of time. The sound of scissors. <laughs> Cut! Get your shears out. <laughs> anyway dudes, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, so first of all, let's talk about John's favorite, hold on, pause for it, pause for it, Derek Dockery. <laughs> He's re-signed. And once again, I'll throw that jingle in in post-production. <laughs> the Dockery Report in post-production. It's going to happen right here. And now, the Dockery Report. <laughs> uh, yeah, Derek Dockery was re-signed by the Redskins this week. That's right. 6'6", 335-pound lineman. Decided not to field offers from other teams this offseason. He was very uh, focused on coming back and remaining a member of the uh, the Dirtbags. How much did he get paid? Uh, that's a good question. He uh, he got he got paid he got paid some cash money. I bet what? you he didn't get paid a million dollars for like every sack he allowed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's gonna be an unrestricted free agent next year. That's right. He'll be so unrestricted. It's like a one year tender. I bet you he didn't get $100,000 for every uh, holding penalty he had in the last two years. So what is that saying? They're saying uh, we don't have time to focus on this position right now. We'll just re-sign Dockery for a year, and we'll worry about that next year. Yeah, I think they did sign him to the typical one-year tender. Um, um, you know what, though? Uh, last year he made some big strides because, you know, he's six foot six, so they're going to be big. He made some big strides. You know how he does this year? I mean, He, he had, made some big weight. Uh, he made some weight. <laughs> <laughs> he had his he had his uh he had his holding penalties and stuff, but he had less holding penalties I think than the year before and he definitely uh even impressed Garrett by mowing down a few defenders downfield. Yeah, you know you know what though? I was gonna say I was kinda disappointed though when I saw that he'd gotten re-signed because I tried to go to DerekDockery.com and uh there I guess he doesn't have a team of people like like T.O. that, you know, that puts stuff up and, like, he, songs like and he didn't have his own theme song or anything after getting re-signed and it was kind of, you know, kind of uneventful. Wow, so he was like a normal person, huh? The best he got was he did get an interview with our favorite, uh, <laughs> Redskins announcer, 
<clears throat> Larry Michael. Uh, <laughs> That's a winner, man. That's an Emmy-winning <laughs> interview right there. You got to check it out on Redskins.com. Right. He's awesome. Anyway. These are awesome. Anyway, yeah. Speaking, anyway. Speaking of Larry. So speaking Dr. of Larry. We've got the whole offensive line back in tow. Speaking of offensive line. Well, okay. We, got, we signed two more fatties. Uh, Mike Pusillo, or Puccillo, however you say it. And Tyson Walter, one of those dudes is a cowboy. I don't know which Ty- Tyson Walter, I believe, he used to be a, uh, I think he used to be a, uh, chicken salesman. Isn't he the guy that came from the Texans? Yeah, he, uh, he was drafted by the Cowboys and then he was with the Texans last year. Um, apparently he can play guard and center. Um, I'm, I'm really worried, you know, the first time they put him in and he, he holds somebody, they better look under that jersey and wait, see wait, if he's wait. got a Cowboys t-shirt on. Can I correct you, John? How those guys are. Can I correct you, dude? You said apparently he can play guard and center. Don't you, don't you mean supposedly? Supposedly. Oh, uh, yes. Well, no, I was sorry. I was reading the uh, article <laughs> on Redskins.com that says, um, that says apparently. Playing both in three seasons with the Cowboys, playing both guard and center positions before signing with the Texans in November 2005. Hey, John, we're professionals here. You need to ship. No, you need to shape up on that vocabulary. Because <laughs> uh, uh. he's a BFF, dude. Are we going to do to you what Larry did to Frank? <laughs> <laughs> but no, so so it would be t- absolute torture being interviewed by Larry Michael. Oh man, I just couldn't handle it. That would be horrible. <clears throat> Maybe we can get Larry Michael on here and act like we're going to interview him, and then just hang up on him. I just I have to ask him why he fired Frank Herzog. Anyway, moving forward. So so Tyson Walter uh, and Mike Pacillo. Uh, now Mike Mike Pacillo, he's a uh, former Cleveland Brown, right? There's a great shot of him, by the way, on uh, HarryHogFootball.com. Uh, if you go there, it shows all of his uh, his manly slump, uh, kind of as he's running across the field. It shows it shows his, uh, <laughs> that he's been he's definitely been working out in the uh, the off season voluntary workouts. It's pretty yeah, obvious. Apparently, there. he can play both guard and center as well. He has spent time on the rosters of Buffalo and Cleveland during his four year career. So both of these um, guys he's are out of Auburn. So four Eagles. So both these guys are coming in fighting for the backup apparent guard and center slash job, <laughs> whatever that is. Hey, yeah, hey John. Yeah, by uh, the retirement of Ray Brown and the cut of Corey Raymer. In case you guys didn't know, I saw Joe Salavea's used socks on eBay. <laughs> Again? Again? Because they were on there a few months ago. Maybe someone couldn't handle the stench in their house <laughs> and <before> the reaction. <laughs> Well, you can't wash them, dude. If you wash them, you, like, take away the value, I guess, huh? <laughs> There's no value in that stench, man. Joe Sweater. <laughs> Joe Sweater. Anyway. You know what they say. If you're going to hang with the big boys. you got to hang with the big boys' stench. And the big boys' socks. Hey, dude. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit. I don't know if you heard or not about the, um, the rule changes in the NFL and what you thought about it. Um, one of them was they, they made it a rule now. That you cannot use a foreign object as a prop when you're doing an end zone celebration, and you cannot celebrate on the ground. But let me just let me just yeah, clarify. That's a bizarre thing, because you know what about the uh, the famous snow angel from a few years ago? Well, as long as it's not made in China or something, if it's made in America, it's not a foreign object. So it's mm-hmm. uh it's okay if it's domestic. Wow, you know what? Well, then that's I would not be surprised if somebody actually came up with that argument, like Chad Johnson. <laughs> this is a domestic object, dude. Like, dude, this is a domestic object. But anyway, John, I wanted to point out to you that one of the three teams that voted down to that rule was the Cowboys, and look who they're getting in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 
one of the other teams that voted it down was the Eagles. I know. They're going to have to have a cell phone check for T.O. every time he goes out on the field. <laughs> anyway, another rule was the horse collar rule, which a few times last year I heard, you know, John saying horse collar, horse collar. When um, they got, I guess they just got his jersey or whatever. Like Clinton Portis got dragged down a few times last year. Like yeah, that. He did. yeah, he did. And I have mixed feelings about this rule because, I mean, if you can grab them, you should be able to tackle them. I agree with that. Now it says, quote, it now bans tacklers from taking down ball carriers from the rear by tugging inside their jerseys. Oh, my. So it's not just, <laughs> yeah, it's not just pulling on the uh, on the pads, like the real horse collar. It's actually been expanded to that. I think that's a little questionable as well. I've, I've never been a huge fan of this rule anyway. Yeah, I think at this point in like 20 years, we're going to be down to flag football in the NFL. <laughs> I know, right? That's right. Speaking of which, another rule is a uh, defensive players are prohibited from lining up directly over center on field goal and extra point attempts to avoid injuries to long snappers. Dude, that's ridiculous. That's for when they like jump up. And they push them on their butts. I think uh, Arrington did it that time, and that's what gave him the. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't bring them up, dudes. I was about to say for the second week in a row. You <laughs> no, but no. This has a point, though. Remember in that one game? I think it was against. <laughs> It was against Tampa when they uh, when they were going for the extra point, mm-hmm. and Arrington like knocked him on his butt and came across, and then they went for it and didn't get it on that fourth. Yep. Uh, you know, what, you know what I'm saying? That was no, the- yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. In the regular season game, when they they en- ended up deciding to uh, let Allstott run, and he didn't score the two point conversion. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's because of instances like that that they put that in there, and and for the famous Lavar leap. But then well, I get- you know what? They might as well just. Uh, might as well just protect the center and the offensive line in the same way. I got an idea. They could bring in a little white picket fence and put it between them. <laughs> Dude, I got an idea. They could just do like in the Pro Bowl and just stand there. And just be like, All right. hey, we're getting paid anyway. Let's just have some yeah. fun, boys. Or just get rid of the goalposts altogether and uh, make them go for the two-point conversion. Yeah, no they, lie. They could just flip a coin, and if it's heads, they get it, and if it's tails, they don't. Move on. <laughs> now, another thing... They, yeah, go ahead, Aaron, because I think you're going to say the same thing. They're also talking, and I didn't hear this, about making it stricter on uh, hitting the quarterback below the knee or something to that effect, but I didn't hear the outcome of it. Did you? Yeah, they've prohibited pass rushers from hit, hitting the passer in the knee or below unless they're blocked into him. Um, so if, you're, if the defender is blocked into the quarterback and they roll into him, then that's okay. But if they just, like... Go diving at them, swatting at their legs, and hit them in the calf and knock them down. That's penalty. So pretty much, it's like the strike zone in baseball now, where you can <laughs> hit the quarterback. I know, right? <laughs> Between what the uh, elbow and the knee, or something. <laughs> <coughs> what I was going to bring up is, uh, I think the biggest call of all is, uh, or the, the biggest change of all is that they're going to allow down by contact calls to be reviewed to replay to determine if the ball came out before the ball carry was down. And if they determine that the ball came out before the player was down, even if there's an inadvertent whistle, um, the team that recovers the ball will have the ball. They won't be able to advance it. But, you know, I'm sure everyone out there can think of many instances they've watched the game where you're like, you see the ball come out and the Redskins have recovered, but they said, oh, the ball was already down by contact. Yeah, I think I kind of like that rule, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's probably, that's probably one of the, bi- the biggest rule changes they made, actually. But anyway, um, yeah, so we talked about the stuff I wanted to talk about. What else did we, we talk about? We talked about automatic review of, of plays, right? Oh. oh. There was one other thing. 
What's that? Automatic? Is there automatic review rule or something like that? Of uh, um, uh, every turnover, every turnover is going to going to be automatically reviewed. Is that right? I, I don't think, think that's so. what John I was talking about. That. Oh, okay. I think he was basically saying that if it's a turnover play, it, it can be re- reviewed. When before, if they blew a whistle, they would say it was unreviewable. Yeah, I think they're going to have to uh, clarify it because they're allowing down by contact calls to be reviewed, but I don't know if it's, if that has to do with inadvertent whistles, um, I've, different things with different websites. I think people are interpreting it a little bit differently, so I guess we'll have to wait a day or two for uh, for the truth to be told there. Dude, they didn't. They had some golf to play. They had to get out of there. They didn't have time to clarify it. Yeah, no lie. Jeez Louise. <laughs> oh, and speaking of, there was one thing I haven't heard anything about, but I'm imagining it probably got rejected, is that some people out there, um, some of the owners out there were trying to expand the playoffs by two or four teams again this year. Dude, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought too. it was going to get shot down. And I'm not a super huge fan of Peter King from uh, from Sports Illustrated, but he was he was really trashed in that whole idea. And uh, I thought he summed it up best at the end of his article where he said, where people who are for the extra playoff teams, like just Nathan or regular fans like you and I are like, well, you know, hockey does it and basketball does it. And he's like, well, yeah, exactly. And look at those guys. Well, no, I was just thinking about it right now. And if you had two um, extra playoff teams, then every no one would get a bye. I think they would still work out the buys, but oh, well, that if you have two extra playoff teams, and definitely with four, you're going to end up with teams that are like seven and nine. Eight and eight in the playoffs all the time. Do they deserve to be in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, dude. Screw that idea. And then eventually we get, eventually we could just keep, just like uh, this. we could just keep adding games and eventually it'll be like the NASCAR season where, you know. Or it can be like hockey or basketball <laughs> where, I mean, you've got to really suck to miss the playoffs in those sports. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Alright, so we covered the, uh, owners meeting there and, um, Oh, Josh wanted to bring up that J- Taylor Jacobs made it to... Uh... No, dude, Sean Taylor. <laughs> Sean Taylor Jacobs. Sean Taylor Jacobs. Sean Taylor, uh, you know, we kind of uh, uh, shot a little smack on the site this uh, <laughs> this past week about Sean Taylor last year. He didn't show up for the voluntary uh, workouts. And that's such a big deal in the Joe Gibbs scheme as far as uh, coming in the offseason to, the, uh, to Redskins Park to... Um, you know, to to do those workouts with the team, and uh, last year he didn't show up. He stayed at home in Florida because I guess he felt he didn't need to or something. I mean, there was a lot of media about that last year, if you remember. <coughs> that whole thing, he wasn't returning calls from Joe Gibbs on the cell phone. Like he wasn't talking to anyone, and turns out he was playing around with uh, some some local uh, some people down there in Florida and with ATVs and guns. Riding ATVs, throwing. You know. <laughs> swinging guns around over his head and stuff, but but this uh, maybe it was a Polaris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Polaris ATV. Oh, if you li- Polaris, if you'd like to sponsor us, please give us a call at. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but so this year, you know, apparently they were expecting him, or the Redskins said they really wanted him uh, at Redskins Park for these voluntary workouts. But they understood if he had to be there. His legal team was saying, no, we need you in Florida to prepare for this uh, court date that we've got coming up on April 10th or whatever the date is now. They keep pushing it back. But I, th- I think it's still April 10th. Um, and uh, then he just suddenly showed up for these workouts. So, you know, we were kind of like, well, I guess uh, Sean Taylor is going to be sitting in Florida again this year, you know. But uh, he actually showed up. He showed up yeah, with the Washington Post brought that up too, I think, and I was like, 
Wait, who was that dude at um, Sports Illustrated you were talking about? Peter King. Isn't he the same guy that said the Redskins were going to win three games last year? He might have been. He's the guy that really doesn't think Art Monk should be in the uh, in the Hall of Fame. I rest my case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a huge sports writer, man. He's on the, on uh, ESPN Radio and uh, Fox Sports News all the time, and he's on HBO on the sports show on HBO all the time. I mean, he's. He's very influential, unfortunately, with other sports writers, and we all know who votes in for the Hall of Fame. Our sports writers. Let <laughs> 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 me fill in the blank there. That's right. Um, so, you know. I'm I, Michael Irvin. Not a big fan of his, but I thought that was a very good point. I mean, he wrote a very good article about it, so you guys should check that out at SI.com. All right, dude, I can't think of anything else to talk about except for still coming up. On is our 28th episode in two episodes. We're going to dedicate it to Daryl Green's career. Right. That's right. The great career of the great man, Daryl Green. Not only a great football player, but a great humanitarian. And, you know, that's a special episode. We might have to get James Cathrell in on here. And, uh, and he also, I think he owns, like, a mortgage company, too. He does. Daryl Green Mortgage. Go check it out online. You can also go to DarylGreen.com and see all of his companies and affiliations, including the prestigious Daryl Green Foundation which is a great charity. Uh, if anybody wants to donate to a great charity, Daryl Green Foundation, uh, just go to DarylGreen.com and you can click the link there and read all about it. But anyway, send us in your uh, favorite memories, I guess, of Daryl Green. Some people have been doing it. We're going to compile them, bring them up on the 28th episode. And I guess that means this episode must be dedicated to my favorite dude, Brad Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> episode 26. And Clinton Porter. And Clinton Porter. And Clinton Porter. Brad Edwards is number 27. Oh, sorry, dude. That's next week. That's next week, dude. Next week. Next week. <laughs> or we could just dedicate it to just Clinton Porter. <laughs> just Clinton Porter. You know, because Clinton Porter showed up, you know, uh, bright and early, ready to work this past Monday at Redskins Park, uh, ready to do his voluntary workouts with a bunch of other people, including our new guy, uh, Brandon Lloyd. Who, by the way, does not even have a signed contract yet. They haven't, right. they haven't even finished and working out his contract. contract extension. And, and he showed up to go ahead and work out with the team. And Randall L was there too, I think. Yes. Randall L was there, Archuleta, Andre Carter. They're pumped. They're pumped. pumped. They're, they're really excited. Well, they know that um, this is Joe Gibbs' uh, third year in and he doesn't go past three years without winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> or at least going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, couple, oh, yeah. Giving a couple, um, sh- giving a couple of shouts out, I guess, to, uh, uh, one to Chris up in, uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia, uh, who continues to, uh, post on the, uh, website blog. Um, out there in James Madison University land. Also want to give a shout out to Brian in Fredericksburg. And, um, out there in DC suburb land. Oh, and George Mason for kicking some butt. That's right. Coming out of nowhere in the tournament. George Mason is the Patriots, right? Yeah, but they got green uniforms. George Mason Patriots. And, and good uh, luck to them in the Final Four, just because they're in Fairfax. And they're the Cinderella team. Okay, some quick Redskins notes. The team is still $4.4 million under the salary cap. Um, so they still have room to possibly sign a linebacker or a cornerback. You know what that means. Uh, or, or Clinton Portis apparently was on the phone trying to get Edger and James to sign with the Redskins. Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> He's like, come on. He's like, dude, Terry Allen and Bo Jackson coexisted together. We'd be awesome. Washington. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, do it. he's like, go ahead, go ahead and take less money. We'll do less work. We'll share the work. Take less money. That's 
that's a really good point. It's all about prolonging the career that way. Yeah, but you know, Edger and James, he's like, no way, man. I want it all. I'm gonna go get some. I'm gonna go get my own deal. Yeah, yeah, and he went to uh, uh, he went to that perennial <laughs> NFL powerhouse, Arizona. Um, I don't know what's up with that. I'm surprised Josh didn't uh, point out the conspiracy about what they're going to do with that 4.4 under the salary cap. They're going to get Arrington back. Oh, that's exactly how much we saved, you know, or we got back from him, wasn't it? I th- you know, he hasn't signed yet with another team. At least he hadn't as of last night. I haven't checked today. I mean, we know he's gone. We, he's gone to Cincinnati, Miami. Uh, Doing another visit New in York. Miami. Yeah. It was all in their grand scheme for him to like act like he's injured and mad with the team, <laughs> so they'll think they can't pay him enough, and no one wants to pick him up just so they can re-sign him. You know, that's the dream that I had after <laughs> he got, after he, after he uh, left. But uh, let's see uh, who else wrote in. Uh, Tim in Deerfield, Maryland, sent us an email. Um, wasn't there somebody else? Brenda. Where? I don't think Brenda said where uh, where she was from. I anyway, think, anyway, we just, from Williamsburg. we just appreciate we appreciate all the listeners out there and everybody who's writing in and uh, you know yeah. keep it up. Uh, feel free to drop us a line. If there's something we're missing, let us know. Um, if something you want us to talk about, let us know. Um, go to HarryHogFootball.com. That's H A R R Y Football or H A R R Y HogFootball.com. Yep. And remember, John's taken. Taken. This seat taken. As are all of us. <laughs> I'm taken too. And so is Josh. That's right. <laughs> and with. Jamie's not. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's not. Jamie's only semi taken. Uh, Jamie, Jamie is still available, and hopefully we'll have a thrill off for the 28th episode in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah, and if you guys like that new hog symbol on our Harry Hog football sign, the dude that drew that, he's taken too. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, what's his name? Give him a shout out, cause that's a pretty cool logo he, uh, drew up for us. His name's Rod Ross. Rod Ross. Rod Ross, ladies and gentlemen. Rod Ross drew the hit, the pig head. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, I guess that's about it for this week. We're wrapping it up, uh, and, uh, I guess we'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep up with the action. Uh, we'll try not to be so late in the week next week. Um, so we might have a short week and a short podcast next week. We'll kind of see uh, how events develop. We kind of went a whole week without picking up anybody in the um, free agency this week until the, those two guys get picked up for the uh, backup on the offensive line. And, of course, then we're moving into draft time coming up. Um, there's that, and we'll uh, we'll keep you updated on the Sean Taylor incident as we get uh, get into that court date because that's only uh, 10 days out. So. No, so uh, we'll know is he is he on the team or is he uh, uh, you know doing his workouts elsewhere where he has plenty of time to do them. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. But uh, oh shoot! Thanks to all the listeners out there. Uh, we'll talk to y'all next week and uh, hail to the Redskins! Hail to the Redskins! Hail to the Redskins! Hail! And if you see a Dallas fan, choke him. Oh.